Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, this is Tony Cotty and you're listening to the We Are West End podcast. You are listening to the We Are West Ham podcast with me, Will Pugh and James Jones. It's the day after England made history and made it to their first ever European Championship final. Their first major tournament final in 55 years since West Ham United won the World Cup for England back in 1966. Tom Edwards, it will come as no surprise to most of you. He's missing in action. Haven't heard from him since last night. Probably still out and about hanging off of Nelson's column at Trafalgar Square, no doubt. But me and James are back. We know uh, we took a little bit longer off in the end than uh, we said we were going to. But the Euros has been on. It's been the summer of football. Not a lot has been going on on West Ham front. So we decided to have a little extended break. But here we are back just for a little chat about what's been going on. Just a touch base and say hello to all of you. We hope you've all been doing well wherever you are in the world and that the world is looking a little bit brighter for you, depending which corner of it you are living in. Hope you've been enjoying West Ham's players. Absolutely smashing it at the Euros, but particularly Declan Rice with England. And what a summer it's going to be if England managed to bring it home on Sunday afternoon at Wembley. James Jones, wonderful to see you again, mate. Um, how are you? And I might as well start there. You've told me in the build-up to this that you're flipping going to the final on Sunday. And I was quite looking forward to doing this podcast. And now, four seconds in, I'm already mortified. Oh, fuck, thanks, mate. And yeah, absolutely buzzing that I'm going on Sunday. Um yeah, it's been it's been a good good month since we last saw each other. I think it was mm. it probably just been about yeah, been about a month since I last saw you. Remember at London Stadium? I'm sure we'll get onto that one. I hope we get onto that one. We're not talk about that one. There's so much I don't want to talk about with you today. Actually, yeah, I know. Like both, both you and Tom absolutely hate me at the moment, which yeah. is great. <laughs> anyway, great. you've been listening to the We Are West Ham podcast. <laughs> That's it for another week. Up the hammers, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> Tom, uh, Tom hates me because I got a blue tick on Twitter now. Yeah. You both hate me because I scored at London Stadium, and now you hate me because I'm going to the final. So I'm I'm absolutely great, mate. How are you? Yeah, it just shows how shallow and pathetic me and Tom are, really, doesn't it? <laughs> any side, any side of any one of the other, uh, any one of the other of us achieving anything or having good things going on in their lives, are just absolutely furious about it. Yeah, I must admit, we'll start with the blue tick then, if you want. Because, uh, yeah, the way you went about it wasn't really becoming of a, of a legitimate celebrity, was it? I like me when I got mine some time ago. I wasn't tweeting about it, posting it on my Instagram story. Oh, look, look, everyone, I'm a celebrity. <laughs> I just thought I'd let everyone know. Yeah, just like, oh, by the way, guys, look, look what I've got. By the way, guys, I'm famous. Just yeah, so I'm, you know. <laughs> I'm famous and now I'm even more famous because you yeah, don't yeah. know about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm an official I'm an official celebrity. End of story. Yeah. yeah. And by end of story, I mean please talk to me about it loads more. 
Yeah, I mean, it's weird because the, the day I got it, I found myself tweeting a hell of a lot more than I've ever, ever tweeted in my life. I was just, I was, I was almost sitting in my front room just looking around, going, what can I tweet about? So I'll just tweet about my sort of wonky shelf over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. just wanted to tweet about stuff. And now I'm famous, people will care. Yeah, I was expecting yeah. a thousand retweets about me tweeting about uh, what cereal I had or something like just that. Immediately, breakfast. yeah, yeah. yeah. Frost, yeah. Frosty's getting in touch with you, wanting like <laughs> lifetime endorsements. <laughs> I'm still waiting. No, still waiting exactly. phone. Yeah, I know you said the same thing to me, didn't you? Not long after you, um, not long after you got it, it took approximately six hours to become the most underwhelming thing that's ever happened. Someone at my door. Absolutely professional broadcasting here from James Shows. Normally we'd edit this bit out, but um, yeah, for those who didn't hear, someone at James's door. Um, so yeah, Jonesy got himself a blue tick um, in the last few weeks. Um, we won't be editing this bit out. I got mine a while ago, but Tom Edwards is absolutely seething about it. Jonesy's back, um, just about plugging his earphones back into his ears. We'll be able to let you all know who it was at his door. James, Amazon delivery, was it? Or a guest? Wow. Contact lenses. Contact lenses. I mean, that's pretty interesting. I didn't well, know I was, you wore contact I, lenses. I was going to ignore it, and then um, he, he rang twice and thought oh, it could be an emergency. <laughs> emergency <laughs> contact lenses. Turns out it's just contact lenses. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. what happens when you get a blue tick. You get your contact lenses delivered to you. Yeah, they all free ones. Are they endorsed yeah. by Specsavers? Yeah. Endorsed <laughs> by Specsavers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think we, yeah, we we're on blue tick before, and what I was saying was how you i think encountered the same phenomenon as me when i got mine um in that it become the most underwhelming thing ever in approximately six hours yeah it i i woke up saw the notification got really excited jumped straight on twitter just to see it was there spent about an hour just staring it at it does it how does it work looked at the little verified section of notifications thought well, this is fun um stared at it for uh, over my morning coffee for a little bit longer um, and then literally got tweeted all day. And then, you know, by then I was just like, okay, well, this hasn't really changed my life at all. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm Twitter's still dead. Yeah. Twitter's still dead. And, you know, it didn't help that when, when Lucy woke up in the morning and I said, Lucy will not believe what I got this morning. I got verified mm. on Twitter and she was like, what's that? You're ma- oh God. And I was like, what do you mean? What's that? She was like, what What's verified? And I was just like, she's not even on Twitter. She doesn't mm. really do social media that a lot. So I was like, well, it means that, you know, I've got a blue tick on my Twitter account. And you're married to a celebrity. And, and technically you're, you're married to someone quite famous. And she was yeah. like, she was like, oh, whatever. What do you want for breakfast? <laughs> Go like, and make it. Yeah. It's like, really? Yeah, like, yeah. I've waited. I've waited my entire career. It's all I've worked for. <laughs> entire life. Yeah, I've peaked. Like, what's the point of me paying the bills for the last five, six years if, you know, you can't even appreciate everything I've done for you? But, yeah, it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. I fathered your child and this is how you repay me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, exactly. nightmare, mate, nightmare. Well, yeah, I mean, um, I'm glad you found the uh, the exact same thing as me, is it? It really is completely and utterly underwhelming. But the one good thing about it, as you've mentioned, mm-hmm. it is nice to rattle um, that how much it rattles Tom Edwards, isn't it? He doesn't he hates like it. it. You've got he absolutely hates Twitter. it. Yeah. Well, to be fair, um, I think there's just one thing to say to Tom or anyone else really who's uh, after that official Twitter verification, just get more famous, isn't it? Yeah. Just just do more famous stuff. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's just what, I, just that's what more... I would say to it. That's what I would say to everyone. Just do yeah. more famous stuff. <laughs> Following our footsteps and hashtag be more celeb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know when they say they got to stop making stupid people famous. You've heard that saying. Mm. Stop making. I mean, if anything, they making, have. They, they. I mean, they, well, I mean, from from where I'm sitting, they're making more stupid people famous. <laughs> yeah. That uh, we'll know that will be 100 percent ratified. That statement as soon as Edwards yeah. sends a screenshot. Absolutely, of his, that'll be me Absolutely. done. I'll delete Twitter yeah. and all social yeah. media forever. Then, yeah. Um, while uh, what would what uh, reality show would you do then? Well, sorry, would you do? Will you do now you're famous? Well, I mean, I've had this conversation quite a lot. Not recently, not since mm. I've got the tick, but um, I definitely wouldn't do I'm a, um, I'm a Celebrity. You Absolutely wouldn't? Absolutely not. Oh, Absolutely not. probably be my best one. Like, I mean, the thought of, because it's not in Australia at the moment, um, when it wasn't last year because of COVID, and apparently mm. they're going to do it again this year. 
Um, yeah, it was in like Wales or something. Yeah, last year, I thought it? just like, li- living in a car, uh, like a, the ruins of an old castle in the middle of Wales, in the middle of nowhere in Wales, <laughs> just doesn't excite me. Painting um, the with rain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But at the same time, I just have absolutely no interest in being anywhere near a spider, and like just absolutely not. No, not a fan of that. Uh, I've got arachnophobia. Like, have you it's really? Ter- official? Yeah, it's, it, it's terrible. Um, mm. And I can't watch anything that has a spider on it. No. Like when I watch it every year and they put spiders in their mouths. I mean, what idiot puts a spider in their mouth? Don't care. I don't care what you're in it for. Yeah. Um, I mean, mine, to be fair, my irrational fear, which isn't irrational at all because they're genuinely scary, is of pigeons. So. <laughs> pigeons. <laughs> no, legit. Well, it tends to be all small birds strike fear into me. Um, the case in point being the one morning I woke up. When I was solidly in my teens, late teens, could have been early 20s. And I woke up and there was a robin in my room and I hid under my duvet for three hours until I heard it stop scratching on my TV and then sprinted into my parents' room until my mum went and shooed out the window. <laughs> yeah, that was late teens. That definitely weren't early 20s. I wasn't running into my mum and dad's bed <laughs> when I was 22 <laughs> years of age. But Rob, robins not. are so cute and cuddly and, you know, they're, they're the nice looking birds. No, pigeons are the worst ones, particularly the grebby, feral London ones with no feet that just like yeah. hobble along looking awful. But yeah. it's the flapping that I don't like. Like if a bird flies up at me, I'll just lose the plot. Yeah, no, Which, I get that. Again, at least with spiders, there's like several poisonous varieties around the world or hundreds of poisonous varieties. There's, I don't think as far as my knowledge stretches that there's many poisonous pigeons. No, I don't think there are. I think there are. Yeah, no. Well, it's nice to see you again, mate. Anyway, we're um yeah, if those of you who are coming back for proper West Ham content and you're thinking what the hell are these two chatting about? I've been listening to this podcast <laughs> for ten minutes already, they're joning out about birds and uh spiders. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry, but it's gonna be loads more of that, basically. We will um delve into the Euros a little bit, particularly West Ham's players, a bit of England. We'll have a chat about James's famous moment that he's already mentioned scoring a goal at London Stadium I feel like James basically your life's peaked on so many fronts since we last spoke it has has. from here so we'll cover um, those things first just a general chat really for those of you had a few messages off people asking where we are and when we're coming back so uh, yeah we're going to be doing this little chat tonight won't be as long as usual podcast then we'll be back in your uh, podcast in your phones in your podcast apps in another two weeks date to be confirmed Um, but then the normal schedule the weekly schedule will start uh, recommence two weeks before the beginning of the season so our first game away to Newcastle is on the 15th of August so the uh, first proper schedule will probably resume on the 4th and the 11th one on the 11th which is the Wednesday as well and then the 18th 25th and so on every Wednesday again from there as it was last season format will be a little bit different hopefully have a new quiz um, so yeah stay with us for that but the next couple of weeks will just be some informal informal podcasts no sponsors or anything like that um, as far as we're aware at the moment all that will start when the season starts proper again um, yeah in a few weeks hope you're all doing okay wherever you are in the world Jonesy what um what do you want to start with really because I mean England are on the verge of winning the European Championship it's Thursday uh evening that we speak at the moment the day after England beat Denmark 2-1 at Wembley so I don't know if you want to start with the Euros um but what I was gonna ask is if England win Euro 2020 on Sunday their first major tournament victory in 55 years since 1966 will that be the best thing that's happened to you this summer will it be the blue tick or will it be the goal at London Stadium I mean England would be up there it definitely would be up there because you know, particularly after all the all the rubbish we've had to endure um, from England in our entire life, forever, lifetimes, yeah, yeah, forever, um, <laughs> and all the disappointment and all the hurt and all, you know all the all the crap. Um, it would be, it would be up there. But I always had a dream as a kid to to score for West Ham at. at uh, well, it was up some part, but now I suppose that dream is that London Stadium, and I f- and I fulfilled that. Okay, it wasn't in the Premier League, 
Um, but Tony Cotty was manager. Um, so, yeah, I mean... You've ever had a bit of backstory then first, Jonesy, about um, what the hell you were doing at uh, London Stadium. But that's obviously not my words. I'm just sort of putting myself in the shoes of the <laughs> listener who's thinking, what the hell were two dead out of shape jokes like you doing grace in the hallowed turf uh, in Stratford? Well, I mean... Through our our relationship with Betway, as, as all the listeners will know, we you know we, we had a partnership with Betway last season, raising money for three great West Ham charities and more than twelve thousand quid, wasn't it? More than twelve thousand quid, you know, really, 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 really good work from all of us, and you know, it was great to to raise that money. But Betway, as a result, invited us along to to play against their staff members every year. They have uh, the Betway staff against West Ham fans um, and celebrities. Um, obviously, we were in the celebrities, you know, yeah. with those blue ticks, mate. But, um, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I mean, Danny Dyer was our captain when we got there and Tony Cotty was our manager and Carlton Carl was the assistant manager for Betway staff. And we, it, it was just, Assistant it was manager just, to Chad Yeomans. Chad Yeomans the was the manager. The old yeah. hierarchy did seem a bit off there, didn't it? Former it, it England striker, seem- assistant, and then Chad Yeomans with his no socks on, barking orders at his team in the, uh, in the he was in the away dugout actually, wasn't he? Was in the away dugout, and it it was a bit weird that Carlton Carl, the assistant manager, ended up coming on for the last ten minutes as well for, <laughs> yeah, for Betway to win but, the game. Yeah, to win the game, yeah. But yeah, we, it was just it was just a great evening, wasn't it? You know, we, we we got there and got to use the home changing room, nice sort of professional warm up, which absolutely ruined me. I was knackered before <laughs> even the game had started, um, and then Tony Cotty gives us a, a, a you know a team talk, like a proper team talk before the game, and in the home changing walk- room, wasn't it? In the home changing room, walk out to to bubbles. Our names are up on the big screen with, with the squad list, and got to play. Got to play a full ninety minutes. I don't know. I'm still trying to work out how you wangled out, wangled your way into the starting eleven. You didn't uh, well, Another thing well, that rattled Tom. Yeah, me and Tom had to start on the bench. Um, <laughs> the bench consisting of two subs. By literally the way, just <laughs> us two. Yeah, just us two sitting there. We were warming up together, passing the ball together. And, Tony um, Cut Tony Cutty saw you in the warm up and thought you were gonna throw up, so he thought I better leave him on the bench. I was I was in trouble. I really was in trouble. <laughs> the picture the, the, the pictures of us walking out to bubbles. Um, I sent it to my brother. My brother went, You look shattered. Is that after the game? I was just like, no, game hadn't even started. Or a ball had been kicked. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was good. And then obviously we were one nil down, I think, after like a minute. Or two Three minutes, minutes wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then um, and then that's when the dream kicked in about 20 minutes into the first half. Tony Cotty calls me over while I'm warming up, goes, Right, you're going up front, gets a goal. And um, I did, I scored. I actually talk scored. Us for, talk us through it because I'm, I feel like it's for the best that I only sort of saw it. I said, like, saw the, a little bit of build up, and then I think someone was stood in my way. And all of a sudden, there was a melee in the box, and I just saw the ball rifle into the top corner. And as I leant around the person, it might have been Tony Cotty, leant around the person who was in my way, I saw it was you, and my head went straight into my hands. And I was like, oh, that's it. That is the end of me. I'm never, ever going to hear the end of that again. I cannot believe it. Yeah. I mean, from what I remember of it, some of it is a blur. I do remember the, whole, the ball hitting the back of the net. Um, the ball came down on the left, and my strike partner, um, I thought he was going to go all the way. I thought he was going to take it on his own. But I was I was making a run into the box just in case. And he did put the cross in. And I trapped it. Um, sort of spun the defender. And um, and by the time I wanted to go bottom bottom right corner. I was around about the penalty spot, I think I was. And I wanted to go bottom right corner. But I was so knackered for sprinting into the box <laughs> that my legs just went, absolutely not. You're not doing anything. And the ball ended up hitting the roof of the net instead of the bottom right corner. <laughs> I was so tired. Just because you were and collapsing then, on the way Yeah, I was down. just collapsing. The, sand. The, the, the pictures of it show, show me kind of half half on the floor while I'm kicking it because I'm just knackered. Eyes shut. <laughs> Eyes shut, yeah. Just hit and hope. But I, I didn't even get the chance to celebrate because I was so knackered I couldn't get back up. And everyone came over and you all right? Are you injured? I'm like, no, I'm just knackered. Just leave me alone for two Yeah, minutes. yeah, yeah. Just put me yeah. in the recovery position and get on with it. 
yeah just yeah play around me for five minutes boy yeah yeah no mate yeah. it was absolutely phenomenal stuff i must admit and like i come off at the end um, no uh, <laughs> tell them how your day ended up in the end anyway so you you made it one all didn't you and then i think we scored again in the first half i scored um i think it was the second half we scored no, early second two half, one actually, up, yeah went two one up didn't we but to talk everyone through what happened before that well i mean after the goal i was i was looking at Tony Cotty going, can you take me off? And I think I'd only been on for 10 minutes. And I sort of made the little sort of substitute sign. And he went, Oh, like Jay, there's only two minutes left of the first half. Only been and on thought, for four. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, oh, that, that's um that's gone quickly. But all right, if there's only two minutes, I'll I'll just I'll battle through it. And then while I'm, while the ball's like the game's been played around me and I'm kind of struggling to run, um, I thought that's a long two minutes. And then Tony Cotty then then called me and said, "Do you want to come off?" And I thought well, it must only be thirty seconds left. And I was like, "No, no, no, I'll stay on. It's fine." He must have thought, you know, he is actually in trouble here. He's going to stop breathing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's and got then, blue. Um, and then what? I can't remember who it was, but someone said, "Someone said to the ref, how long? How long, ref?" And the ref went nine minutes. And I thought, I've been lied to here. I've, I've <laughs> literally been. I'm, I'm on my deathbed, and like everyone's lying to me. So that's when I caught. I, I sort of made my way nearer to where Tony Cote was on the on the on the sideline, way out of position at this point, and said, "Tony, next time the ball comes out of play, I've got to come off. Save me." And he goes, "All right, okay." And then as I turn around, the ball comes to me. <laughs> I had to I had to stretch to to control it, and as I stretched to control it, I rolled my ankle, and that was me done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and funny enough that was the bit that I actually saw I was on I was playing on the pitch at the same time as you then probably 20 yards away from me and it looked awful it, it wasn't yeah. nice it there was some nice. real juddery movements there and, uh, and look of real pain but Jonesy I am going to admit when I came over when you were down to see if you were alright as much as the painful look that was on your face uh, I did notice significant amount of relief in your eyes that you're allowed to have a lay down <laughs> yeah part, part of me was relieved but the other half of me was like and everyone was like do you think you're about to play on and I thought oh, I'll try and get up and see but it, deep down I knew that my, my, that was my afternoon over um, yeah. and I got up and straight away was like absolutely not and then Colton Cole and Danny Dyer had to had to lift me off the pitch which was another surreal moment I was like what on earth <laughs> going on here um, but yeah I, the only regret I've got is that after I came off and the, the medics saw to me, sorted me all out, I then went in and got changed and then yeah, came yeah. out and watched the second half. And then all, when all the photos had been taken, like after the game, everyone's in the pit, there's a picture of the three of us and I'm the only one not in a West Ham kit. Because mm. I, I mean, I don't even know what I was thinking. Like, why did I get changed? But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah it is what it is. No, it's a phenomenal afternoon, wasn't it, mate? But I'm going to say it now, not that anyone would have been in any doubt. I definitely did not do that pitch justice. Absolutely no. not. That no. pitch is absolutely flipping enormous, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's bigger than you actually expect it to be when, when you're in the middle of it. It's massive. Yeah, did not do that justice. Absolute wonderful experience. So thanks to uh, Betway from that. Tom, if he was bothered to show up tonight, he would have been able to tell everyone how rattled he was. That He was adamant, wasn't he, at the end of it, even though he got played in about 15 different positions, even though there are only 11, that he still didn't play in his normal position where he could affect <laughs> the game the most. But, but he, he didn't actually tell us what that normal position was. No, exactly, yeah. I think all I managed to get out of him was, well... I like sit in the middle, spraying the ball about a bit. Right, okay. <laughs> so that just sounds like not a lot of running. Yeah, um, Mark Noble yeah. style. Yeah, yeah, that's what it sounded like to me, even though he'd been giving it big ones about AFC Geasley and how he's been playing, and I quote, three 11-a-side <laughs> games a week so I can run for days. <laughs> Definitely didn't see that on show. In the end, from Edwards. But yeah, great stuff. And then, uh, like you say, Jones, we took a 2-1 lead early in the second half. And weirdly, the assist, the what would that be called? The assistant player manager, Carl, something Carl, like that. Yeah, boshes a, a blue away kit on and comes on for the Betway staff. And yeah, on 80 minutes, and yeah, by 89 minutes, we were gone from 2 1 up to 3 2 down. And uh, Carlton indirectly involved in both the goals. When it been an absolutely brilliant day, met some brilliant. Uh, guys, so thanks to thanks a bet away from that, and um, yeah, I hope Jonesy, this can be the last time we ever speak about it until next season. <laughs> if we get the, if we get the invite, oh yeah, yeah, just about your goal in particular. Oh, yeah, until next year when I score again. 
yeah, I'm determined. I'm literally right from the as soon as the season starts properly again and uh, back in the swing of things, I'm going to be going out like five times a week jogging, doing like 26 mile runs. Just so I'm uh, <laughs> by the time it swings out, do six season. marathons a week, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, Jazzy, obviously we've started with the cream um, of the top, really, as far as the football and the football quality goes with your goal at the London Stadium. So I'll move down a notch now and we'll talk about the Euros. Um, what have you? Where do you want to go first? The West Ham players on show or England in particular? Let's go England, shall we? Yeah, I think... I mean, I'm still trying to get me a brown this England team. Like, It's I just thought, weird, isn't it? Yeah, I thought we'd peaked with the, the semi-final in 2018 in Russia, the World Cup. And I really thought that that was our chance to get to a, 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 a major tournament final and we'd blown mm. it. But um, I was still proud yeah. of the team then because we had no hope really in England, given what we have previously put up with. We had no hope going into that World Cup, did we? And then what happened, happened. So I had an open mind going into this tournament, but thought, well, you know, we blew it last time. I think that was our chance. Given the run that you know we had to play one of the group of death mm. um, in the, in the knockout stages, and I thought, well, yeah, it is what it is. But as long as they give a good account of themselves, and um, here we are in a, in a in a major tournament final for the first time in fifty five years, having all having beaten Germany, um, thrashed Ukraine, and then you know played very well against Denmark, and um, yeah, here we are, and it's just all a little bit weird. And the weirdest part of it all was. The, the last five minutes of that Denmark game where we put put together a 53-pass move yeah. just to kill the game off. And normally we're on the receiving end of that when teams are trying to waste time. Um, yeah, and it's just it's the weirdest thing in the world seeing England being quite good at football for once. Uh, it's just um, incredible, mate. And uh, you know what the funny thing is? It's sort of, I think, and, and you're right, it, must, it obviously comes from the club you support, but I don't, it's sort of not really something that, sits can't you i almost don't know what to do with myself do you know what i mean now we've like exceeded expectations it's been phenomenal uh, gareth yeah. southgate has become the second best england manager of all time and you know obviously winning the world cup is the only thing that could he could technically because that's i think such a positive as well look whatever happens sunday this team isn't really going away is it? Harry Kane, no. they're talking about him going to sign for Manchester City this summer. The next World Cup's in 18 months' time. I yeah. mean, you know, all, all the, and they're the wealth young of well. fullbacks we've got. Yeah, yeah. The only ones, even Kyle Walker, he's still at Manchester City. He doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon, does he? The John Stones, Harry Maguire in their prime, they're going to be, you know, 29s and 30s perhaps rather than 27s and 28s. You're not going to see a lot of difference, are you? It would be genuinely be feasible to put out the same starting lineup obviously that won't happen because people as we've seen last time you know people would have thought Lingard would have been a shoe-in for this form drops you know, lots of things happen injuries whatever um but what you know the squad isn't going to change that much is it if anything it's surely going to only get better because the feeling of camaraderie seems pretty good amongst the group so the only reason that any changes are going to be made there is not really through age. Maybe Jordan Henderson is the only mm. one who you think maybe he'll be a bit um, too old for it. But why, you know, Jude Bellingham's going to have developed another 18 months, all those other young talents we've got. Yeah, why couldn't we? They, we could easily be sitting here after the World Cup in, in Qatar and with experience over the course of six years, a spell that's seen Gareth Southgate become the best England manager of all time. Yeah, and out of the blue as well. Completely out of the blue. Um, what, before the World Cup? Do you, what, you, you mean you were uninspired by the appointment? Yeah, yeah, I think I think many people were uninspired by it. I think his appointment was along the right lines. I thought that we'd spent so, so long bringing in managers because they'd done so well at club level that it was kind of almost like, what, or they had a reputation in Europe as being a good club manager. Mm. Um, and it was like well, the Capellos, the Svengo and Ericsson. Yeah, and like even the Allardyce right, appointment. Yeah, obviously, yeah. we we know how that didn't work, and Hodgson as well. But I've, I'd always said, particularly after you know we lost to Iceland under Hodgson in the last in 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 the, in the last Euros, and it was like, well, 
why aren't we doing what Germany say do and, and go for the manager or someone that knows the under 21s that can actually knows the the the, the young England players that are doing doing it for the under 21s and that ha- give them a route into the first team. Germany did that for 15 mm, years. That Mesut Ozil team they had. That's, yeah. yeah, that was literally it, wasn't it? They the nine of that World yeah. Cup winning team had played together at under 17 level or something. Yeah, yeah, I think the, the under 21 side that beat England in the under 21 Euros yeah. final, the noble captain England. Um, I think, yeah, I think it was seven, eight or nine of those went and won the World Cup for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what we should have been looking at. We should have been looking at Germany and going, that's the model we need to follow. And then it's like, well, we'll get Big Sam in and stuff like that. And it was <laughs> yeah. like, really? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? And it just that was the point where I just thought, okay, Big Sam didn't, he only lasted one game. Um, but what are we doing here? And so when yeah, Southgate yeah. came in, although I felt like it was along the right lines because he'd been in charge of the other 21s and stuff, I still, weirdly enough, and it kind of contradicts like what I wanted to see happen, I did still feel quite underwhelmed. Because hmm. um, I thought, well... The under twenty ones weren't really putting up many trees. Yeah, I was yeah. like, "What's going on?" Um, I don't know whether he is the right man. There wasn't really many other candidates, to be fair, but didn't expect him to do much. Mm. Just didn't expect him to do much at all. And and so to be sitting here, first final, two semi finals in three years, and it's like it's yeah, all in the Nations bit strange. League. You know, Nations League got well, we finished third in that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Whether we think that competition's decent or not, like yeah, that's what we play in now, isn't it? And he's done well yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, it's just... Mate, you know what it is, honestly? I, I just feel really, really proud yeah. of all of them and really connected to each and every one of them. And, I mean, it's been a strange old time, not just even before COVID. It's a divisive sort of time we've been living in, a divisive age, isn't it, the last few years, really, even with, uh, obviously, with the Brexit stuff beforehand as well. It's just And the lead-up to that was a couple of years, wasn't it? And it's like, it just seems like such a long time where everyone's disjointed. There isn't a great deal, depending on what side of the spectrum you lay to be to be proud of. And everyone just seems to hate each other. There's a real feeling of like disunity. That's in England, obviously. I know a lot of you are listening around the world. and It might be completely different in your country. But obviously, even just as, uh, across the pond in America, it was the same, wasn't it? it just that's mm-hmm. what the world and particularly England felt like for a while. And I think that's why it's it's sort of a, in a weird way a bit disconcerting, like to have that feeling where you're just happy that it's not tarred with anything, you know, all the the, the way Gareth Southgate goes about his business, the way he conducts himself on and off the pitch, the way he's encouraged the players to tackle matters matters beyond the football pitch. He's united a load of undoubtedly big egos. He's made bold decisions, be they selection or you know people the, the stuff with James Madison Mason Greenwood uh, even Phil Foden he cracked down on him hard when they had the stuff in Iceland people like to try and paint him and I think it's more the the people who are just anti-Southgate regardless of the fact that he's one of the almost the best England manager of all time and just like to paint him as this sort of soft timid bloke but He's not at all, is he? You only have to see it with what he did with Grealish. And I honestly, mate, that is the feeling. And that's why I think it's so hard to, well, it was so hard to sort of understand what it was I was feeling. It's just pride. It's and a mm. real connection to, to all of that squad and Southgate in particular. And I think the way he's done it and brought them all together, I, I can't, you can't give him enough plaudits. I don't, and I, I just turn radio stations and stuff off these days if anyone is phoning up having a go at him because even the stuff with Grealish yeah I know he's been good but a football game is about winning it over 90 minutes Mm. and he's brought him off the bench to perfect effect we've conceded one goal until last night we had not conceded a goal that is perfect defence unimprovable on as good as it can be and I'd anyone who's ended up moaning about him now even in the build-up to it really I just think that's their personality. That's obviously their problem. I think, I think from the selection point of view, and yeah, the, particularly early on in the tournament, they were a little bit like, "Oh, really? Has he played him over him, or um, not started Grealish, or things like that?" But then, as as it's gone on, I've been impressed by the fact that he hasn't bowed down to any public pressure on, on yeah. his selection and his tactics. 
Fans, um, journalists, anyone, ex anyone, players, whatever. Yeah. Um, he's he's gone. No, I know I know who I want to play. Yeah. I know the system I, get I want to play. I get paid to do this. I get yeah, paid yeah. to do this. I'm not listening to anyone else. Um, so that's been impressive. But all the hoo ha around sort of you know, Grealish not starting or or Saka not starting some games or um, Sancho like you know Sancho not mm. starting or barely even featuring. Um, it's all coming from fans that just want to see their favourite player playing for England. Yeah, I know. It's, it's not yeah. it literally. Jesus, uh, all, man. When you, you, you're scrolling through your Twitter feed and, and you, you're seeing people moaning that Sancho's not in the starting nine up or not been selected for the squad or Grealish isn't starting or he hasn't come on earlier. Yeah. Um, and you, you're looking at it going, well, you're a Man United fan. Of course you want yeah, Sancho at, to play. At, at Bob Smith, AVFC, says, yeah. I can't believe Grealish isn't yeah. starting. Southgate yeah. don't know what he's doing. Grealish yeah, isn't yeah, playing. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. well, uh, is is there any real kind At of Ryan CFC? What the hell is Shaw playing over Chilwell for? Yeah, just like what have you? Really they're both got... really good, and he's just picked one. <laughs> have you have you got any kind of tactical reasons why that yeah, player? Should play over? Like you're not yeah. you're not really selling it to me, and like yeah, you, some eyebrows were raised, but I'm gonna go on Twitter and start telling everyone that I think I know better than Gareth Southgate. I know. Um, it's mental, and mate. it's just all a little bit, been a little bit strange, and everyone has their opinions, but got back those opinions up and I think a lot of the hoo-ha you can't really, anymore it wasn't no, really can't. being backed up and no. then by the time it got to the starting 11 last night I did notice that I think quite a lot of people that probably would have moaned earlier on in the, in the tournament kind of just went well it's kind of worked so far yeah. so I'm just going to kind of see what happens now exactly like, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll wait until after the game to see to decide whether I want to moan or not yeah the vast um, majority of people he's the best England manager they've seen since they've been alive Yep. The vast majority of people, haven't you? Yep. Realistically, you have to be 65 plus to remember the World Cup. And realistically, to, to, have, yeah, yeah. to have had a reasonable opinion on the team or anything like that, you probably like, i.e. the World Cup final team or the World Cup team, you probably have to be 70 plus. 55 years ago, you say maybe at 15-ish, you start yeah. getting an idea of what a good team looks like and who should and shouldn't be playing. So... That leaves, yeah, you have to be 70 or older for me to uh, actually believe that you've seen, if you're speaking to me about it, that you've seen a better manager than Gareth Southgate, an England manager than Gareth Southgate in your time. Yeah. So if not, and you're ringing up Talk Sport or whoever it is or going on Twitter and bleating about a man who's got to the semi-final of a World Cup and now consecutive the semi-final of a European, sorry, the final of a European Championship could still win it. I, I was like, then I'm just turning off because then it's just like, whether it's, you know, radio stations or um, Twitter or whatever, if it's radio stations are just sourcing those people because they know they're there and they want to get a, an alternative, alternative point of view. But I haven't got time for that at the moment. I know normally journalism and all that sort of stuff is about balance and the idea is to report on things fairly and get both sides, et cetera, et cetera. But there isn't another side at the moment, is there? We're in the flipping final. That's literally the whole point. The whole point of football <laughs> is to win games, right? 50% yeah. of it is done by not conceding any goals. And until last night, a pretty decent free kick, we, had it, we hadn't conceded a single goal. The other bit is scoring goals, got some attacking players and... We put enough in. We put more in than the opposition. The point of being in these tournaments is to win the tournaments and we're on track to do that in almost perfect defensive fashion. Anyone moaning up now just doesn't doesn't deserve the time yeah. of day, I don't think. Yeah. It's like going, well, if... Sorry, go on. No, no, I was going to say, a lot of it is the equivalent of me continuing to bang the Martin Noble for England drum. And and it's the equivalent of me going, well, Martin I would have had a better game on Calvin Phillips against Scotland. So, yeah, yeah. you know, like, I know that what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 it would have been so much better if Declan Rice and Martin I were in midfield or, oh, yeah. you know, it's a shame Suchek isn't English because he'd be so good alongside yeah, us for England. Yeah, that's like, a good one, mate. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the equivalent of that. And it's like, yeah, you can have your opinion, but back it up. Yeah, and yeah. most of the time, it's just fans with a biased view going, my favourite player's not playing for England. So that means that Southgate's not Southgate a very good manager. Southgate doesn't know what he's doing. He, yeah, he's yeah. clueless, so. Yeah, no, I, I still, I always, I mean, I don't know about you, I've always, on the club and country debate, always picked country anyway. I'd pick West yeah. uh, England winning the World Cup over West Ham winning the Champions League any day of the week, any literally any day of the week. And, uh, yeah, because all your mates are involved in it. That's the best thing about it. 
Oh, you're, you're cheering goals with your Tottenham mates and your Leighton Orient mates and your South End mate or Chelsea, whatever, you know what I mean? And it only comes around, what, every two years, a tournament, whereas yeah, yeah. You know, <clears throat> your club could win a trophy every single season. West Ham could win the Champions League every year if we wanted we could, to. If we wanted to, yeah, but we exactly, don't, so yeah, it's yeah. fine. You know, <laughs> Starting people, next but... season once we've won the Europa League. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas England, nah. it, it, it's sporadic, isn't it? It's, it's every couple of years you get the opportunity. Yeah, totally agree. And yeah, that's why I'll be country have a club all day long. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I'm completely rattled that you're going on Sunday and not in the slightest please for you. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree, mate. And, you know, if we, if we manage to do it, it'll be phenomenal. Just uh last little thing then, before we wrap up, mate, while we're on the, the Euros topic, it seemed like every single West Ham player who's been involved in it, had a really good tournament. Um, yeah. You know, I know, uh, what's his name? Fabianski hasn't really had a sniff, has he, for, for Poland, bless him. But other than that, Andre Yarmolenko just doing the classic Andre Yarmolenko thing and being a world beater when he plays for Ukraine. <laughs> um, yeah, looking absolutely phenomenal, whether or not that will translate to a move away. Or um, <laughs> he'll just be like, no, no, I'm, I'm all right to sit and collect my money for another year. Just um, warmed up enough so I can go and smash it at uh, the World Cup in 2022 again. Yeah. Thomas Suchek and Vladimir Sufal, absolutely outstanding. What a campaign it was for the Czech yeah. Republic. I think most West Ham fans were supporting them along the way, weren't they? What have you um, yeah, what have you made of the, the West Ham contingent? Oh, yeah, I mean, as you said, it's been positive. Um, Suchek and Sufal, just not even surprised. It's almost like par for the course nah. for those two, wasn't it? They were superb. I think um I think Sue Fowl made the most interceptions or something, or the most crosses or or something like that in the entire mm. tournament. That was um he's leading the stats in a couple of little things. Suchek's just typical Suchek in midfield. Just being class. Yeah. Um, and I'm absolutely delighted for Yamalenko purely because hopefully it will lead to him him leaving this summer. And freeing up some of those wages for for someone else to have a go, but mm. uh, and then Deccan Rice, um, I think given he's been played, he's been asked to play a, a slightly different role for England as compared to uh, West Ham, where he's more sort of protect the back four, defensive, yeah, less, yeah, yeah, less going forward. Don't worry um, about it, yeah, yeah, because you know, for, for you know, people that don't watch West Ham week in week out will be a bit confused about, oh, well, you know, what does he actually do? What does he actually do? But, um, and I've seen it. I've seen it on Twitter. Actually, proper gets <laughs> Yeah, me. I've just, all proper I've seen on Twitter is you saying about, uh, oh, if people think that Declan Rice is no good, that he doesn't do that week in, week out, they probably haven't been watching West Ham enough, so they shouldn't be talking. So well, no, I mean, because well, it's only us who flipping watches West Ham. Well, fans of I other mean, clubs it, it, don't care. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you're going to have an opinion about a player, then at least watch him more than once when he plays for his country. More than when West Ham play against their yeah, team. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, we know about him. We know he likes to run with the ball and, you know, those marauding runs forward. And he likes to get forward. He's got a good pass on him. He's got a good passing range. Um, but that hasn't been his role for England. His role has literally yeah. been to protect that back four. Which he's done um, with a plum, hasn't he? Which he's done, you know, without any problems whatsoever. Um yeah, he's, he's, he's got the ball forward a few times. I saw a fan tweet last night. It was like midway through the second half. It's like, um, does Declan Rice know how to pass forward? It's like, mate, like, what are you talking about? I, I feel like going onto a stats website and grabbing the live forward passes stats just yeah, to send yeah. to him and go. Don't yeah, do done. that, mate. You, yeah, I just you thought, lose the moral high ground then. If yeah, you I, just thought, I just thought, no, nah, I'm better than that. Better than that. Don't, but, that, mate, that doesn't do you. The people with blue ticks don't do that. They don't yeah, get exactly. involved yeah, in petty absolutely. Twitter stats, start screenshotting stats from elsewhere and going, actually, mate. <laughs> actually, mate. Um, Not very but yeah, becoming of a blue I, ticker. I think he, I think he's been brilliant. Um, he's worked long, worked well alongside Calvin Phillips. Um, the only worry now, though, is that, and I suppose this was going to come, is that is is going to accelerate the potential of him moving this summer. And we know that Chelsea are lining think- up a bid. Yeah, Chelsea line up a bit. Hey, um, I I'm not being funny. I know Tuchel might, but that just seems baffling to me. When they've got Angolo Kante, I just I just can't see that. Unless he moves on, Kante maybe, but 
why would you that just you know what one of them basically if when you're running a football team you want to improve your worst position all the time don't you basically yep. if you're Chelsea why would I I, know, I mean I don't know why they, players but I don't know why they why they really want him and when you don't need like desperately need a player in this position why you'd pay why you'd be willing to pay so much for a player like that anyway mm. um but I've heard from someone that's pretty in the know that you know they are lining up a bid Mm. Once the Euros is finished, um, which will be rejected because it's going apparently the bid's going to be around sixty million quid, and this is absolutely no way we'll sell for that. So, um, but then there's mm. sixty said million turned. in Tammy he's, Abraham, maybe, but he's, he's going to have his head turned in that dressing room with all those England players. Like he's going to his best mates there. He spent the last month with his best mate, yeah, um, who you know. Who's playing for a club that's you know, just won the Champions League? I agree. Um, he's 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 in a dressing room full of players that will will be telling him how great it is to win a Premier League title, how great and, it is to win a Champions League, and you know, Bukayo Saka, and yeah, and Bukayo Saka. No, I, don't, um, I don't know, mate. I don't he, know. he is, he is, he is, and although he, he's not a player that I, I, def, I definitely don't think you'd be forcing a move away. I don't think he's that type no. of player. I don't think he's that type of person. Um, but the fact is, the club are trying to offer him a new deal, and he keeps declining it. And that's not his fault. Well, that's just the club trying to scrape scrape him on next to nothing money. If the if the stories that we hear about it not being as much as Yarmolenko, then I can, yeah, I, I make the, him the, right. Absolutely exactly, mate. Right. That's what I Absolutely mean. And, right. and that, but, that, that's it's a way of controlling the narrative. If that's true, isn't it? Yeah, I, I actually make him right. He's he's not going to ask for him either way. Uh, I make him right for turning down the contract offers. But he deserves uh, but, to be the best played player at the club. He does, yeah. He does. He absolutely does. Um, my worry is that with all that going on, it will take... I think if Chelsea come in for him, then although he won't directly put in a transfer request in, I think he'll make it very, very hard for us to keep him because he'll this make it summer. very, very clear. Potentially, yeah. Potentially. But then again, I, I, on the flip side, I would like to think that he'd, he'd be like... No, I want to stay and captain West Ham in the Europa League. You know, I've played a huge role in in getting the club into that top six. I want to be a part of that that next season. Um, but romanticism aside, James, right? Yeah. Away aside from that storyline, which I know sounds nice, but ultimately, I don't players care about that that much, do they? They're, I'm sure it plays a part in their thinking, but you know, contract and and opportunities and stuff are more important to that. And I honestly think. If it's just from a footballing sense, if you've got to go in and you're up against N'Golo Kante, I know there's a bit of it that you go, oh, you get to train with him and blah, blah, blah. I don't feel like his development's done at West Ham, especially next season, like you mentioned. He'll have yeah. another season. He will basically, I know he was this year, but he'll basically be the captain, won't he? With Noble on his way out, he'll basically be the captain at the club. And I don't, he'll be playing European football, so it'll be like a... Uh, he'll get blooded into that two games a week, like Thursday, Sunday, lucky it would be Saturday, Wednesday if it was Champions League. It'd be his first experience of that, but against a slightly lower standard of of opposition. I honestly think from a purely developmental stage, if, if West Ham can uh, get their heads out their backsides and just make him the best paid player at the club because he's the best player at the club and it guarantees his value, all that stuff we've covered before, if they could do that, yeah. I, I honestly do. I think another season, and then yeah, of course. You know what? If if we don't do anything, if we don't make any more signings, and the next season inevitably ends up that we crash out the Europa League group stages and come thirteenth, then the whole mood of the club will um, will will change anyway. And you know, and then you obviously he's, he's going to go then, isn't he? But I, I I'm I'm not just this isn't just claret blue spectacles on. You know what? He could he could just go, but. Ultimately, his time at West Ham has seen him get in the England squad and start. Unlike in the old days, West Ham are no longer like an unfashionable club from that side of things, certainly as far as Declan goes. It's not mm. hampering his international progress or his development at the moment. Do you know what I mean? When Rio Fernand and Lampard were still at the club and Carrick and we went to the Championship, then you're, you're stunting their development, regardless of the money. Yeah. Then because it's like, I'm just, you know, Ferdinand's playing with Razor Ruddock and we like come in 13th or whatever. It's like, I need to leave here because I'm better than this. 
at the moment, you know, I don't feel like that's happening with Declan. And I, I reckon another season we'll get. Yeah, I think you're right. From a development point of view, it'd be silly to leave um, from his own point of view. Like this summer, just playing in the tournament he's playing at the moment, from a development point of view, would have would it, he would it it'll impact him like from a positive positively. Then having a season in the Europa League with with West Ham next year, playing sort of two or three games a week, will only benefit him. But at the end of the day, like I, I just do think that he will have had his head turned slightly. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he left this summer. But equally, I wouldn't be surprised if he did stay for one more year. I think it's that that much in the balance. I really mm. think that the next, once the tournament's over, the next six weeks between the end, between now and the end of the transfer window, it's going to be a tense six weeks because the moment a club comes in for him, I think that's when the boat gets rocked a little bit. Um, and I, I really, as as much as I, I'd like to think the club would turn down sixty million quid. I just don't trust David Sullivan to to hold out for the feed that you know he's worth, mm. and he might just look at it and go, "Go on, then, we'll take it," mm. um, and not actually get the full value that I think he's worth. And I definitely think he's worth eighty million plus. Yeah, it's just there's two ways of looking at that, I suppose, isn't there? That in that some fans will be going, they'll be clinging on for every single penny they can get because really he's our big money spinner for the next however many years, isn't he? Outside of him, who are we going to get any yeah. like, huge money for? No one really. You know, you might get, someone might give you 25, 30 million for Pablo Fornells, maybe, Jared Bowie. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. If you're lucky, but, if he has another half decent season, but it's different. Like, he's our only like huge item of value, isn't he really? And I think, yeah. Especially if you're talking about Philippe Anderson, I believe there's rumours linking in with Lazio, isn't there? Yeah. Um, make a big loss on him. We made a reasonable loss on Sebastian I Haller. Yeah. I, 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 I can't see them like holding on for, uh, like, or I letting think, him go for cheap. I think it's it, it's a really dangerous situation that that we could find ourselves in um, this summer. And we found ourselves in the top six of the Premier League. You know, and we're going to be playing Europa League next year. There's a chance that we won't be able to bring Jesse Lingard back mm. um, because of whether it's his wage demands or whether you know United turn around and go, they want 35 million quid for him. Um, Jesse Lingard in the second half of the season was our best player. Declan mm. Ross was also our best player. There's like it's likely that we could be going into next season, our biggest season for decades without our two best players. Mm. Losing yeah, I... any team, any team that loses two of its best players in one transfer window mm. will struggle to replace them in that in that same window and not feel the effects of it on the pitch. Mm. And that's the thing that we're we're in a bit of a dangerous situation. I mean, if I'm the club, I'm throwing Deccan Rice the contract that he wants and going, here's the contract you want. We'll add a couple more years on, we'll give you hundred grand a week pay rise. Mm. Um, and you can go next summer, but yeah, yeah, gentlemen's we, we, agreement. Yeah, we, yeah, we're giving you this 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 contract now to give you the money that you deserve and yeah. to protect the value. So in twelve months' time, we can still get the same amount, if not a little bit more, um, and you still get your big move to back to Chelsea yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, um, and that way, then that way, then everyone's happy, and we haven't yeah. lost two of our best players. That's if Lingard doesn't sign. That's what the club should do. Mm. And Deccan Rice, I'm sure, would be like, yeah, go on then. Because that's the main thing. I think he gets what sixty odd grand a week, sixty five at the that. moment. Something yeah, that that would be money. the main. Be the main. At least, at least double his money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Giving Yarmolenko one hundred and ten grand a week. Philippe Anderson one hundred and forty. Haller was on one hundred and forty. Just give him, give him like yeah, at least that. And I just that's the main difference. He'll be sitting in changing rooms with, like, regardless of all the football stuff, he'll be sitting in changing rooms with like. John Stones and Carl Walker are on Man City wages. Mason Mount will be getting a, a decent old chunk at, at Chelsea as well, won't he? Uh, all the Harry Kane, whatever, he's 300-odd grand a week he's pulling in at Tottenham. Mm. That That's the main the main difference. Even Jordan Pickford, he'll be getting 100-plus at Everton, won't he, as the number Easily, one keeper yeah. and like, yeah. England's goalie. Yeah, I, I think that would be, that'd be the main thing uh, for him, really. But yeah, I, again... 
change that. We've learned in the past, haven't we? I'm not going to project my negativity, as I've been told off for in the past. But, um, yeah, we know that uh, the things that seem obvious to the outsiders aren't always the way that, that West Ham proceed, particularly when it comes to to spending money. But, um, yeah, brilliant to see Declan Rice do well. And all the West Ham lads, really, at the Euros. Um, yeah, just just good stuff, positive vibes all round. Um, hope it continues into next season. Is there anything else, Jonesy? It's nice to catch up again, mate. Nice to have a little chat. Yeah, that's um, been nice. Anything else we've um, missed, really? assume you've uh, been, bought your season ticket again. Yeah, renewed. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah, I've renewed. Um, I actually messed up with the renewal thing because there was that thing where you could get each game back as club cash plus 10% yeah. or get yeah. it back as, as cash in your bank account. Yeah. And I thought it was going in this club cash. Right. But instead, it turns out I was getting a refund back into my bank account every couple of weeks. So when I went but to you renew... you didn't notice? Well, I, I mean, I, I noticed the first couple of weeks, or right. the like, first month of the season, and I'm pretty sure I changed it. But I must have clicked the wrong button. Mm. Um, and then turns out that I was getting £30 back in my bank account, <laughs> and I hadn't noticed. So when I, when I went on to... I bet I bet I can't renew. I went on to renewing it. Like I only had like sixty pound club cash. I was like, hang on, I've been ripped off here, and then realised now nah, they have been giving my money back. But um, so I ended up having to pay for me sell out six hundred quid. Yeah, yeah, it was a nightmare. But yeah, I'm renewed. Looking forward yeah. to it. And given the news we've had recently that it will be full capacity by the time August comes around and we're back in back in the uh, London Stadium. Yeah, just looking forward to getting back. Can't wait. Exciting times. I actually upgraded this season because uh, I upgraded my band because obviously with my with my job I sort of I think I don't know I make about twelve or thirteen of the home games every season. So uh, yeah, I just bought myself like the, the band five ticket before, which the the view is remarkably good. Three hundred twenty quid a year. Get to about yeah. 12 13 Premier League games with that on the ones uh, where I can't wriggle out of working on the West Ham home game weekends. Um, yeah, and it works out sort of you know 32 33 quid a game, it's right at the, uh, the, like the back row sort of thing. But the views like brilliant, atmosphere is not as great. Um, and normally I just get into the ground with my ticket. And if my dad who sits down in uh, band three, if he has a better seat near, near him, someone hasn't turned up, he just gives me a shout. Um, and I go and sit with him in or near him in the second half. And this season, I was like, oh, come a little bit. We're, we're into Europe. He was like, it'd be good to sit together properly, won't it? I was like, yeah, yeah, all right. So uh, he goes, yeah, I'll tell you what, look, we'll look, bump up the ticket. But from band five, where I was, to band three, he's like the same money again. So it's like 635 quid, I think. You'll know, obviously. Um, yeah, for a band thing. So I'd pay my 320. So I like, I'll give you 100 quid towards it. Don't worry about it. So, all right, fair enough. I'll do it then. Yeah, no problem. European season, we'll sit together. Nice one. And uh, so anyway, I ordered all the tickets up, um, did my upgrade, got us two seats next to each other. Happy days, just like we used to in the old days. And uh, yeah, I still haven't seen 100 off of him. It was about three weeks ago now. I'll get on to him. <laughs> well, it's a bit awkward, isn't it, really? It's like, you know, you sort of can have that money you said you'd give me for my season ticket, even though I'm a fully functioning adult with a full-time job that I can definitely afford. <laughs> Just jump into conversation every now and then. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just go up. Oh, thanks for like offering to, to pay hundred pound for my for my ticket. Like on a slide, and he'll go, "Oh yeah, I haven't sent you that yet." And then he'll send it. You don't no. know my dad, do you? No, no I don't. No, I've never <laughs> no. met him. So, no. definitely not. No, if if you had it done, you certainly wouldn't have suggested that. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. All right, mate. Well, um, no, I think that was. Um, I don't think there's anything else we've missed, really, is there? Obviously, some minor West Ham rumours um, floating about, but isn't really the time for thinking about your club, is it? Unless you're um, at Bob54 AVFC phoning up TalkSport, moaning that Tyrone Mings isn't starting ahead of John Stones. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, not really. Uh, we'll do all that stuff in more detail, as always, the, the podcast next season. Like I say, it'll be a similar format to last season. The sections will be there, as usual. Delighted to say that Betway 
have agreed to sign up again for another season. So we'll be raising hopefully even more money than we did last season. We're still not sure on the charities yet, whether we're going to stick with them or shake them up a bit. That might be one, two or all three of them, but delighted with what we did last season and thrilled that Betway have agreed to sign up again. We'll have a new format quiz. I've been thinking about that, Jonesy, as well. I'll tap you yeah. about that afterwards. Yeah, I think it could be back in the, the rogue mystery players quiz sort of league about, you know, elite podcast features um yeah so it'll so probably very it'll be similar yet different i think jonesy won't it for um all of those of you who uh, love and download the we are west Ham podcast every week thanks for listening to this little chat we'll have another one from me and jonesy in about a fortnight maybe tom in classic tom edwards fashion this week he was the one we were supposed to do this on tuesday he went no no lads look, let's do it thursday wait and see if we're in the final it's a bit more evergreen the episode then before uh, before Sunday's final. That'd be loads better. Obviously, I haven't heard a peep from him all day and it's currently 20 to 7 in the evening. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, up the hammers, up the three lions, that's for sure. Fingers crossed that the next time we speak to you, England are European champions and Declan Rice has pledged his future to the hammers and Andre Yarmolenko and Philippe Anderson have gone. Josie, wonderful to see you again, mate. We'll see you soon. Hi, this is Tony Cotty, and you're listening to the We Are West End podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.